1: I'm going to close out this Wednesday the messages on, the, uh, on music. I'm not finished, but I also teach a class in the college on that. So we'll close that out. And then I'm going to uh, use some of these messages on Sunday night, some on Wednesday night, because I have so many and try to get them all in there, on victorious Christian living. I, I don't want to live like I've been weaned on a dill pickle. I don't want to live discouraged. I don't have enough days left to live depressed and discouraged and defeated and low so down hard I could spit on the floor and slide under the door type situation. I want to live. Brother Haven, it's good to see you. I'm I'm on the winning side. That's where I want to live. Oh, victory in Jesus. I want to live. We are more than conquerors. I don't want to live this way that it's Life is so hard. Christians are so terrible. Uh, The world hates us, all those things. Thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not having victory, we're not attached to God. He giveth us the victory. He promises that, or God's a liar. God cannot lie. My Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. A man writes that from a prison hole lowered down in the ground, 15, 20 feet, the Apostle Paul, four chapters, 104 verses in the book of Philippians. And he says 18 times, Rejoice, joy, get over it. He knew his head was going to roll in a short time, but you know, absent from this body, he is present with the Lord. He said, I'm going to straight between two to depart, go to heaven, be with God, or to stay here with you. I want to stay here, I want to go there. I'm upset. I'm, I'm mixed up. I don't know where I want to go. But wherever I'm at, I'm on the winning side. I don't want to live where people say. I wonder if Pastor. It looks like he's maybe depressed. Looks like he's discouraged. My life's no different than yours. Every day there's something that's discouraging. Every day. There's not a day goes by. It won't be. It happened every day this week. But I don't want to bring that to this pulpit. I don't want to bring that home to my wife. And I don't want to bring that in my own life. I I want to believe that God is going to take care of everything. I don't know how. And he normally doesn't do it the way I would see it. If I was up against that that river that needed to open up, I, I certainly would not roll back the waters. I'd have built a bridge. But God rolled the back those waters, and the children of Israel passed on dry land. I would not have people, if they're going to defeat Jericho, walk around every day, not talking, and on the seventh day, walk around seven times, and then shout and scream and, and blow those trumpets, and the walls came tumbling down. God must have a sense of humor. But that's the way God does things, and he never does it the same. It's always different. I was reading through the book of Acts this week and I kept looking at the different ways. This guy was a demon-possessed man. This, guy, this lady was a, a, a sorcerer. This one was involved with this. And there was a tax collector who was a fraud. And, and all these people, and, and yet uh, the Apostle Paul, God saved them all. Different environment. I want us to live on the winning side. It's a much, It's amazing how much can steal our joy. Every Sunday night and these Wednesday nights and the weeks to follow after pastor's conference, I want to put deposits in our heart on this word of joy and living in joy. I don't know what's going to happen in these weeks to follow with all of our lives, but I do know that God knows what's going to happen. And your mate deserves a person of joy. Your mate does not deserve a depressing, negative person. Your, your mate deserves a happy, joyous, victorious, non complainer Christian. Do you know that your children deserve, your children deserve someone who is on the winning side? Your children deserve that. They need a dad's coming home. It, it's happy. Mom's here. It's happy. Do you realize that parents deserve? Kids that are happy. And things don't make you happy. Happiness doesn't come from the outside in. It comes from the inside out. And, and by the way, our lives deserve this. You deserve this. I want you to read with me Psalm 16 and verse number 1. And David is writing. And I'll read verse 1, 3, and so on. You read the even verses tonight. In Psalm 16, verse 1, preserve me. O God, for in Thee do I put my trust, O my soul, but to the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent in whom is all my delight, their sorrows shall be multiplied. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance, and the and my cup thou uh, thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have said. Therefore, my heart. Is glad, and my glory rejoiceth, and my flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not lead my soul in hell. Wilt thou suffer, Verse 11, thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there is pleasure forevermore. And just so we don't get confused on that verse where he says, that will not leave my soul in hell, that's the word sheol, that means the grave. That's the promise the child of God has. Tonight, I must get in the presence of God if I'm going to have joy. Look what he says. In thy presence is fullness of joy. I must get into God's presence I walk with the King, hallelujah. I walk with the King, praise his name. No longer I roam, my soul journeys home. I walk and I talk with the King. Walking with Jesus is my soul's delight. He guides me ever in paths that are right, holding communion, fellowship so wondrous and rare, what fair. Walking together, what joy could compare? I'd rather walk with Jesus than roam the paths of sin. I'd rather have his friendship than earth's best honors win. My one desire is to please him. Walking with Jesus. I think of Priscilla, who who, uh, passed away, and we're about the same age, and uh, the Martinez family's sister. And Priscilla was struck by a truck and paralyzed, and her favorite little chorus, Walking with Jesus walking every day walking all the way walking with jesus walking with jesus alone let's learn it walking with j walking every day walking every day all the way walking all the way again Walking with Jesus, walking with Jesus. See, tomorrow morning, let's sing it together. Walking with Jesus, walking every day. Walking all the way. Oh, walking with Jesus, walking with Jesus. Ah, it's great to hear so, you know, That's what God wants us. He wants me to walk with Him. I walk and I talk with the king. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. Someone once said, a preacher I read years ago, he said Enoch was, the Bible said, Enoch walked with God. And and he'd walk with God every day. He walked with God. And one day, God said, Enoch, we've been walking together today, and I think we're closer, and I hope this doesn't sound blasphemous, I think we're closer to my home than yours tonight. How about if we just go home to my house? And it was translated, went to heaven. You know, the joy of walking with God in every circumstance of life, throughout your life, and it's in thy presence. What does that mean? In Thy presence, that word presence means face to face. If I'm ever away from my wife, and now thank God we have cell phones, used to be the house phone in the hotel. But, but if I'm away from my wife, I, I love it when I, I see she's calling. And I see her name uh, appears there. And I'll pick it up. And I like talking ear to ear. But I tell you what, when I get home, I like talking face-to-face. Face-to-face with Christ, my Savior. Face-to-face, what would it be when with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ, who died for me. But I don't just want to see him face-to-face. By faith, I want to see him face-to-face on Monday, tomorrow, on, on February the 26th, and. 24, I want to know his relationship. I want to know his fellowship and join in fellowship with that of his suffering uh, in his presence. Uh, Yes, I want to talk face to face. He sees mine, I don't see his, though we see through a glass darkly. One day, face to face, I'll stand before him. I want to walk so much that I feel like I'm in his presence. I want to know his presence. That way, that, 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 thus I cannot harbor sin. I cannot harbor bitterness. I cannot ha- harbor disappointment. I cannot harbor betrayal. I cannot harbor that because that separates my relationship with a holy, pure, clean God. Amen. So I need to be right before God and walk with Him and talk with Him. Uh, it, it's an amazing thing how that, uh, when, when you just keep the news off of the car and you're just saying to God, just sing to him and, and just get alone with God and talk to him. Tell him how wonderful he is. Go through the letter alphabet and, and tell, him, tell, tell him something good about who he is. God, you're almighty. You're almighty. God, you're my advocate. Go through the alphabet, A through Z. Just go and I try to get and then I, I just talk to him and say, Lord, I'm going to sing to you for a while today. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. Jesus will walk with me, he will talk. There are more songs in our psalm book, letter J, that begins with Jesus than any other word, any other letter in the alphabet, in the index. Jesus is all the world to me. I want to get in his presence. Well, David knew that. What were the ingredients? That got David into the presence of God. Verse 1 tells you the first one, Brother Dan just sang about it. Look look what he says in verse number one. He went into that song. Preserve me, O God. For in thee do I put my what's that word? Trust in the Old Testament is the same word as faith in the New Testament. Trust is total confidence. And that's what faith is, it's total confidence. God knows, he's totally aware of all that's going on in my life. Nothing touches me, nothing. But it's been filtered through a hand of a whole Almighty God. All my fiery trials are Father-filtered. So what happens tomorrow? The church votes me out tomorrow. God knows all about it. The church gets in turmoil with me tomorrow says, we don't want you anymore. And you know what? See, that will never happen. It's happened all over the place. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know about tomorrow, but I do know that God's in control of tomorrow. I don't know if tomorrow uh, in the car I'll have an accident. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Because my trust is that God knows all things about my life. Total confidence. I I have fears that overwhelm me. And when they do overwhelm me, I realize I'm not in his presence. Because when I'm in God's presence, I have trust. I just believe that God can do anything but fail. I believe that God knows my days and my life, and God knows when I'm going to go home to see him, and I have to trust. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not under thine own understanding. Psalm 37, 5, trust in the Lord. Psalm 40, and verse number 4, blessed is that man, man that maketh the Lord his trust. Trust not in the bow, the Bible says. Trust not in riches. Trust not in man. What time afraid? I will trust in thee. God wants us to trust him. Amen. It's everything in life. So, I, 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 I've served divorce papers last week. Well, my heart breaks for you, and it's going to be a, a wound and a heartache, and you're going to have to deal with that. But God's going to deal with it with you. Jesus will walk with me down through the highway, Jesus will walk with me over the plain. He'll, he'll, he'll not leave you. Divorce is a very sad thing, but He'll be there for you. Death is a very sad thing for we that are left behind. But he'll be there for you. I, I can trust Him. When I can't trace Him, I can trust Him. When I can't figure it out, what are you doing? I can trust Him. When the offerings are good, when the offerings are, are low, When the attendance is up, when the attendance is down, when there's no problems in the church and when it seems like that's all there is is problems. I have to trust God. I can trust Jesus. I can trust Jesus. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, that course, trust and obey. Oh, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus to trust David had joy. He learned in the presence of God, how do you get there? Trust in him. If you don't, and if I don't trust him today, tomorrow, if, I, if we don't trust him, then, friend, you're not going to have the fullness of joy. Look at the second thing he says. He says not only do you get his presence by trusting, you get it by gratitude. Verse 6, the lines. The lines are ropes, are territories, are areas that are, are, are designated for yours. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. And he says, yea, I have a goodly, a beautiful, a pleasing. I have a beautiful heritage. Well, I tell you what, I don't like. No, no, don't, don't complain about everything. The truth is, right now, you're living in that little one-bedroom apartment with the four of you. You're living in that two-bedroom apartment with the five of you, the six of you. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. One day you're going to say, those are probably the best days. Remember those days? Remember those days when we had nothing? Nothing. And you'll go back to the hard times and realize those were the good times. Right. I can remember we lived on College Avenue. And the, the house we were renting was, our pastor wasn't rich, but he had a house. And the church bought, built two houses on the property for the pastor and the associate pastor. So he kept it and rented it to us, two bedrooms. In my bedroom was out on the back porch. And they put those plastic windows up, and I tell you what, I loved it. I went camping every night. My dad lost his business, and we got those two rooms, two rooms, not two, two bedroom house. two rooms. Those are such great times. And I can remember living in that house with those two rooms. I thought, this is great. I loved it. And then my mother and dad moved on Santa Clara Street in Hayward, California. Brother Manley, you know right where it's at. And I'm talking about this little apartment. One bathroom upstairs. Two little rooms downstairs. And two little small bedrooms upstairs. My sister's got a room. My mother and dad got a room. And downstairs, my mother would say every night. I'm so sorry, son. I'm so sorry. And they'd pull out a... They, they, I if it was $14. They pulled out a, a cot and they'd open that up, and my mother would help me make my bed every night. I thought it was cool. I'm down here by myself. I'm loving this, and she, I apologized. apologize. I'm sorry, we don't have a room for you. You know, those were, those were friends, you say, I, no, I don't have any money. You watch what God does. We don't have anything in life. You watch what God does. I've lived a long life, and I can tell you I look back at how God is taking care of us. Amen. Amen. We've never been rich. We don't have investments. We don't have, we don't have houses and cabins and lands, and, and neither do you. I'm not asking for that. I don't need that. I don't desire that, because really we're putting so much effort in sending materials to our other house right now. God's building me a mansion and my wife a mansion right now. And there's no water problems and there's no air conditioning problems. It's all working great. And we don't even have an electric bill because there's no night there and there's no need of the light because Jesus is there. And I want to tell you, friend, wherever you find yourself, if, if you cannot have gratitude about everything in life, and I'm talking to myself, perhaps this is why I'm talking about joy these days. Maybe I need it more than you need it. But I'm gonna, if I'm going to have joy, I've got to have trust. I must have trust. Amen. And if I'm going to have joy, I must have a heart of gratitude. Amen. A heart of gratitude. And that's one of the reasons I, I mentioned to the earthquakes and the fire and the air conditioning going out and the lights going out. Because I want this church to be a church that whatever it is, well, let's conquer it. Amen. We'll never forget that night a month ago or so when the lights went out. One of the greatest services in this history of the church in 48, 40, almost 49 years, what God, God was here. and gratitude for everything. And not only did he have joy because he was in God's presence, but it was developed through trust. It was developed through gratitude. Stop disliking your home, your car, your mother, your dad, Christianity. Look at the third thing. If you want to have the presence of the fullness of joy, you're going to have to learn to praise God. I will, verse 7, I will bless the Lord. I'm going to bless Him. Maybe we ought to count, you and me both, how many times we say something negative every day. And maybe we ought to just get a little 3 by 5 card and mark it, just a little slash, negative. A few minutes later, saying, don't tell anybody. Keep in track. How many times we say something, but I will praise Him. I will praise Him. Praise the Lamb for sinners slain. I'm loving pastoring. I have a big box in my office and I've just been going through my box, reading letters, little by little over the last many this year. Read a letter from Mrs. John R. Rice, a personal letter. And Dr. J.L. Faulkner, he was supposed to come to pastor's conference. He was 94, such a dignified man. He said, Brother Treber, I can't come. My wife has been moved to a nursing home. And I'm going to leave our home and go move in there with her so we can spend these days together. I hope you understand. And Lester Roloff's letter, and John Rice's letters, and Jack Howell's letter, and Lee, Lee, Lee Robertson's letters, and Tom Malone's letters. I, I, I don't have letters from young preachers. They're all the old preachers. And Raymond Hancock's letters, and Bobby Robertson's Letters. You know, those old-timers that all preached here at a pastor's conference and Curtis Hudson's letters, oh, my. But their voices are silenced. And I just have letters left. I'm not going to miss what God wants to do in my heart next week. I, I don't, I don't want to keep portraying I'm an old man because I don't feel like I'm an old man. But I've outlived many of my preacher friends that I just mentioned. Curtis Hudson was 61. Wally Davis was 51. The, the great missionary in the Philippines that Rick Martin surrendered under his ministry was 38. Bob Hughes Roloff, Brother Roloff, was 68 when the plane went down. Oliver B. Green was very, very young when he passed away. But I want to tell you something. As long as I have life, I want to live in the presence of God with joy in my heart. I want to I be a man that trusts God so, so explicitly that the, the touch of God can be so powerful that the people of God can live off the overflow of God's blessings on this ministry. I want you to know I want to trust him and I want to have gratitude and I want to praise his name. And we're out of time. And number next. And lastly, look what he says in verse number nine. Therefore, my heart... Is glad. My glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in. What's hope? Well, that last word there, church? Hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I want to, hope is the anticipation of good is coming. I want to live that way. I don't know what's going to happen in November but we're going to get a president. I don't know how it's going to come down. I don't know what things are going to happen in all that election and, and what they're going to do against Christians in the future, but I don't have to worry about the future. I have to live for today. I, I, just, I just feel like God, I feel like my, my wife would know me more than anyone, of course, and I think she... I would hope she could say this, maybe she can't, but I, I want to I be a pastor that has a smile for you and has joy for you and has hope for you and has gratitude for you and, and, and can inspire you that this is a great day to live for God. Hallelujah. And those ingredients that we see in uh, verse 1 of trusting and verse 6 of gratitude, everything's a gift from God and praising God In everything, give thanks to God and hope in God. All of that produces verse 11. Wilt thou show me the path of life? Read this this next part, please. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Pleasures. It's delightful. It's lovely. It's wonderful. I've been thinking so much of the not only the preachers, but the people that God has brought in my life for a lifetime. My boyhood days, everyone that had an influence on in my life, they're all dead. Sunday school teachers are all dead. My pastor's dead. The preachers I've had are all dead. My life, Dr. Pastor Smith, Pastor John R. Siemens, Brother Schaefer, all those letter S's, Brother Swanson, they're all home with the Lord. The singers that I used to hear saying, they're with the Lord, almost all of them. But God's given me this moment. And I want to thank God for those people I watched. I watched elderly people come to the point, it should have been the easiest time, and it became the hard time. I think of some folks in our church, and I can think of this, this, this couple were our neighbors. Bud and B, members of our church. And the day in 19, I think it was 62, right before church, their son Gary jumped the bottle brush and I, all I could hear him saying, Mr. Mr. come quick, come quick. And my mother and dad went over and said, Ronnie's coming home from college and was in a bad accident in Casper, Wyoming. It looks like he won't make it through the night. 18-year-old, great athlete, good pitcher. I remember going to church that night. Pastor said, I'm not going to preach tonight. We've got one of our boys clinging to life. I'm going to ask us not to leave, but just to pray. I heard people, I remember right where I seated. I heard people weeping. Oh, pray for Bud and B. Pray for Ronnie. God, just such you, a young boy. Preserve his life tonight. Say, God, give the doctors wisdom. Help him to help him to live. And he lived about 20 years. He was paralyzed from that day forward. I remember going to see him at Stanford Hospital, the old old building, about 1963. I remember going to his funeral. Bud and B had a, had a son, Gary, about two years older than me, and he went to Vietnam. And they came and said, Gary was the one that told us about Ronnie. And they said, our son Gary was just shot up in Vietnam. We don't know if he's alive. And he was in another country for months, and when they came home, he was in a body cast. I'll never forget that. Gary then, a little bit later, passed away had five boys. I watched people. I watched people in every church I've been have heartaches. And those saints of God have encouraged my heart so much. I can hardly look down a row without seeing people who have carried heavy loads throughout my journey with you here. But their testimony rings so loud in my heart because they stayed true to God in the day of adversity. If you faint in the day of adversity, the Bible says your faith is small. Chapters 16, verse 11 is always a favorite for mine because I always think about Brother Tim, our son. I'm so excited that he and Rebecca are coming next week. We were talking when he used to preach here once a month on a Sunday night, once a month on a Sunday morning. One day we were talking, and he said, well, Dad, you know what the problem is. You know what the problem is. And whatever we were talking about, he said, they haven't experienced Psalm 1611. And I knew it, but I couldn't think of it. I said, what is that? He said, in thy presence. Is fullness of joy. They have no joy because they're not in the presence of God. So God gives us four ingredients tonight to carry with us to get that presence. Walk with them this week.
0: Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us,